welcome to Podagogy. This is a Highlander Academy podcast about what we do and why we do it. This is episode 39, Why Do We Have a House System? And so I'm Nick Duncan. I'm the head of school, and I'm joined today by Terry Gant. He is our upper school department head. Thanks for being with us, Terry. Hey. All right. We're going to start with a great quote. Uh, This is from Henry V, probably very recognizable to, uh, I hope, to most of our audience. It says, We few, we happy few, we band of brothers, for he today that sheds his blood with me shall be my brother. Be he ne'er so vile, this day shall gentle his condition, and gentlemen in England now abed shall think themselves a curse they were not here, and hold their manhoods cheap whilst any speak that fought with us upon St. Crispin's Day. All right, you ready to go fight somebody? I am. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, so talk to us a little bit about just when you think of that quote. How, sure. how would you relate that to the house system? Well, this is this one was chosen just because it it uh, and in, within the context of the play, it's also beneficial. Here we have Henry V trying to motivate a group of people to that are reluctant to fight. They've been fighting a long time, and uh, he is appealing to their sense of brotherhood and their sense of community, and that they, as a group, those who survive this, will have something to be proud of that they can hold. Um, um, as a dear memory, cherished memory into their old age. And people who took the easy way out and went on home uh, may live, they may live long enough to die in their beds, but they'll re- regret that they did not uh, stand their ground with these brave souls on St. Crispin's Day. Mm. And so we apply this uh, idea to house. Of course, it's a much less uh, serious issue. We're not talking about life and death struggles, but what we do have is competition and striving and some, in some cases agonizing towards a very difficult goal um, against opposition and that uh, this kind of thing brings people together. It creates brotherhood. It creates community. And uh, these kinds of shared trials uh, are the kinds of things that provide lifelong memories That's for great. students. Yeah. So obviously an aspect of brotherhood going on here with House. Before we get too deep into that, uh, for, for those of our listeners that don't know, let's just back up a little bit. And uh, Mr. Gant, can you just kind of lay the grammar of House out for us? What is House? Sure. So House is a system that I'm not sure really where <coughs> where it originally um, uh, came about, but the system that we see that's um, probably the most sophisticated one that's in our modern era is probably at the old Oxford or Cambridge universities, where the university is, is made up of many colleges, and each college kind of has its own identity. And uh, anyone who graduates from one of the colleges can claim to be an Oxford graduate, but they have loyalty to their specific houses as well. And so the houses have, um, they have little mascots, they have chants and cheers, they have ways that they can compete with each other, but mostly it's just sort of an internal pride uh, kind of an idea. And then we can see a similar system uh, that has existed for a long time, probably since the Middle Ages um, in Italy, where there are whole towns that are arranged geographically by house. In fact, we have a really cool picture that hangs on the wall of one of our classrooms from uh, Italy, uh, the town of Siena, where the whole city uh, is arranged by districts by house. And you can't even move into that district unless you are in that house. And so when you look at the map, it's color coded to show which house lives where. And they have you know competitions throughout the year and fun things like that where they compete with each other and they really identify with those things. They know where their side of town is. And, uh, you know, in a lot of these cases, it works itself out well. Um, we're not talking about people like having knife fights in the streets or something absurd, but they're just they're having fun playing these games, playing soccer, horse races, things like that. And uh, it's just a really great opportunity to do that. And, and uh, those kinds of things are the kinds of things we wanted to do. And so we just 
decided to institute a house program here. So we have four of them, um, and they are named after uh, great reformers or heroes of the faith. And uh, the houses are uh, uh, in constant competition with one another. Yeah, good. And so for those of you that don't know, those houses are Knox, Zwingli, Clement, and Aquinas, named after, as Mr. Gant said, uh, reformers, uh, men in church history um, that, that we value and, and uh, lift up. So um, thank you very much. That is that is our house system in a nutshell on a popular level. If you have read or watched Harry Potter, we always kind of throw that in there. There are houses in Harry Potter. Rowling didn't come up with that. She borrowed that from the medieval world. So, um, all right, let's move on to uh, kind of the, the logic of house here. So how does house function for us here at HRA? All right, well, the idea is for individuals to pool their resources to achieve a goal that would be impossible for one, um, except in a few limited circumstances where competitions are set up in such a way that one person must rise and sort of serve as a champion for their house. Um, but the idea is for the house to become greater than the sum of its parts. And so we do this through encouraging the students to develop their specific talents and abilities, to know when uh, when is the time to step aside and let others who are experts in this um, step forward, even if, you, uh, even if you have a hard time letting go and letting others try, um, and how to motivate and delegate and organize and um, how to gather together and just take care of logistic details. Some of the challenges that they participate in require forethought and planning. And uh, it's we, we don't necessarily have an, enough time during school to do those things. So they have to be able to think ahead, to plan, to be able to do things outside of school and to follow leaders and to lead each other when the time comes uh, for them to do that. So how does someone become, how do, how do the students become a member of a specific house? So for uh, any upper school student, you're automatically housed when you come into the school. If you are a sixth grader and you rise into seventh, you are housed um, at the beginning of your seventh grade year. Um, houses are set up uh, as legacy houses, and so siblings and potentially children of people who are in houses will go into the same house. And that doesn't apply to cousins. We, we drew the line there and just said it's going to be basically the nuclear family only. Um, that doesn't necessarily preclude that. A cousin could go into the same house, but it's not a guarantee. And that will um, supersede any other sorting um, considerations. But we also, when sorting, consider um, balancing talents. Um, we consider uh, how will the students um, mesh with the existing house members, the existing house master, who's the faculty uh, person in charge of that house. Um, uh, what about their classmates? Are there students that need to be together? Are there students that need to not be together? We consider all those kinds of things. And um, it, it really is a great way to kind of break up the monolithic classes where, you know, the seventh graders may be insular and want to just hang out with other seventh graders. But at least for a few hours a week, they're forced to hang out in a social setting with members of all the grades from seven through 12. And we give an opportunity to just talk, mentor, lead, uh, learn from those kinds of things. That's good. And uh, it's important to note the house masters uh, sit down for a long time to work through that. Uh, who goes into each house? And, um, you know, they don't leave until they're all on the same page that everyone's going where um, they think that they'll they'll best um, be served and where they will best serve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a, a big of- deal because for the students who start in seventh, they're there for many years. And uh, absent uh, some some reasoning that is so compelling that we've never heard of, of a circumstance of this. They, they're not able to appeal those things. And so, um, honestly, if a student was in such a case that they thought they might need to be in a different house, it would, it would probably be something so serious that it would almost need to consider a different school. So um, we don't anticipate that we'll have that, um, that someone will move houses. So we take it very seriously and we go slow and steady mm-hmm. when planning those things. Yeah, that's good. All right. So uh, I think you've got the stated purpose 
of house uh, per our handbook pulled up. And so just kind of moving on to, you know, what is the stated purpose uh, of house in, in our handbook as we get kind of to the rhetoric of house. So the book says, and there's three primary bullet points that we kind of aim for, and they can all be fleshed out um, more. But the three the three big things are that we want to learn leadership based on Christ's model of humility and service to others. We want to build character through competition and teamwork, and we want to create community by building mentor relationships between students and teachers, as well as among students. That's great. Um, and like you said, those could be those could be fleshed out um, a lot more, but uh, I think we'll let the, the handbook suffice for today. Um, so lots of things, uh, probably also some kind of like misconceptions that can come from house or maybe 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 they're not misconceptions. Maybe we can lean into these things a little too much sometimes. So talk to us about, you know, how we handle um, avoiding over competition um, and then also talk a little bit about what we do when we have poor buy in because houses ebb and flow. And we've had houses that have had really high morale and then they kind of dive in morale. Maybe they lose some leadership and stuff like that. So how do we go about troubleshooting those things? Well, it's important to note that uh, house has been around for a number of years now, but it's still very much considered to be a work in progress. And uh, the the houses will probably reach an equilibrium point uh, that's that makes them all have it sort of a general stability. But I don't think that there'll ever be a time when there's not going to be need, need to be work done to help certain houses. And when I say certain houses, I mean one year it could be Zwingli that needs some attention and the next year it could be Zwingli again for a different reason. Maybe they're over competitive one year and the next year they don't care enough or um, the same could be said for any of the other houses. And so um, it's a tightrope that you have to walk because we we want the kids to care and and to want the cup and desire it and compete hard Uh, but we also don't want them um, to be poor sports or uh, vitriolic about the competition. And on the reverse of that, we we can't we, we don't want them to feel like it's a waste of their time or that it's something that's unworthy of their attention or their pursuit. And so we we try to attach importance to it. And then we want to coach them as events come up and as they as we go through them and walk through them. And I don't think that that's ever a job that's just going to be in the rearview mirror. Right. It's going to be a constant working process. Yeah. yeah. I think the number one thing that can happen to make that uh, stable and um, as ideal as possible is to have uh, just well-developed student leadership. Um, and we've had that on, and we've seen that. And that's the number one thing because the faculty can do a lot to help things. But house is really designed in such a way that students are supposed to lead it. Right. And if they lead it well, then the houses will perform well. They'll compete well. They'll be good sports and everybody will enjoy themselves, win, lose or draw. So I think that's kind of the goal. Yeah, I agree. When when juniors and seniors are fired up about house and they're passionate about it, then all the other kids kind of get on board. And and uh, sometimes we've had we've had that. Sometimes we've been missing that. Sometimes a house just hasn't had junior senior leadership just by the nature of kind of still being a small school. So um, we that it, like you said, that is a work in progress. We work on that uh, every day. So let's throw some parent resources out uh, for the parents. Um, I think the biggest thing, um, the biggest couple things is just being present for house stuff. So attending house sorting ceremony uh, at the beginning of the year, it's always a lot of fun. Students have those wax sealed envelopes and they open up and kind of announce where they're going. And uh, it's pretty, pretty climactic for many of them, anticlimactic for others. If they have an older sibling in house, they know what that piece of paper 
paper is going to say. Um, But then just attending challenges. We have four major challenges every year, oratory, art, athletic, uh, and academic. And we have the art challenge actually coming up uh, next. And that's on February the 14th. And so the art will be on display all day long. If people can uh, hop in, uh, that'd be, that'd be, uh, uh, that would not be a waste of their time. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, and then let's wrap up with some greater quotes. Uh, when we, when we kind of asked the students, um, we popped in to kind of ask them their opinions about house. We immediately got uh, some shouting back and forth. Zwingli is the best. No, not Zwingli Knox. So of course they're going to be quick to <laughs> kind of go to trash talking. But uh, one ninth grader said uh, that it teaches leadership. And then an 11th grader said it allows the younger and older students to interact together and it builds unity. And so those are some of the things that we want. We want leadership. We want it to be a process that unifies the students and, and like you said, kind of helps them to, to build and work together and not just be individuals, but work together as a unit and um, achieve something greater than they could achieve on their own. So, Mr. Gant, thanks for being with us today. Sure. And uh, join us next time for episode 40, Why Don't We Separate Closing Ceremonies and Senior Commencement? Mm-hmm.